why would anybody join a cult? We discuss this and more on this episode of The Overthinkers. Hello, thinking people's thinking people. Welcome to The Overthinkers, a home for people to have fun thinking deeply and the only cult that wants to think more, not less. Bring that back. For this one. <laughs> for this one, yes. <laughs> um, I'm your host, Joseph Holmes, filmmaker, film critic, moderate fanatic. And with me, as always, is my criminally charismatic co-host. Nathan Clarkson, actor, author, filmmaker, and aspiring cult leader. Yeah. <laughs> but a kind of apathetic. Apathetic yeah. cult yeah. leader, yes. <laughs> so, like, people come to you and you're like, fine. Yes. Uh, I will think for you. Yeah, that's, if you need me, fine. <laughs> exactly. I just want all the trappings of the cult, like all the benefits. Exactly. I don't want any of the responsibility. So you need to be like a really overzealous, like, right-hand man. Like yes. John the Baptist. Yes, exactly. Go recruit people for you exactly so anyway as you may have guessed based on our, our preamble um today we are asking why people join cults so we can figure out how to get them to join ours <laughs> <laughs> but first nathan if people enjoy the podcast and want to hear more and engage in further conversations with us and fellow overthinkers where can they go well, this is <laughs> this is basically what we can offer as a cult. You know, we're not offering sex, drugs, or rock and roll, but we can offer a pretty fun online group with lots of memes. So it's the overthinkers on Facebook. We want to see you there, part of our little group, talking, having discussions, having fun, uh, thinking deeply, but uh, with a good light heart spirit um, and goodwill. So please join our little group. It's so much fun on uh, on Facebook. It's a private group called the Overthinkers with 8,000 members. You can also go to our website at the Overthinkers Journal com. We can find out more about your hosts and overlords, um, <laughs> and us, and you find out about any uh, live events we have coming up. And don't worry, there will be no Kool-Aid. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to be doing a lot of these today. <laughs> yes, We love meeting uh, in person and, and getting to meet overthinkers. We have them here in the city and we'll be having some in the fall and winter. So make sure to check out the overthinkersjournal.com. And if you enjoy the episode, please do leave us a review and uh, share with a friend because that's how you get people in the cult. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Word of mouth. Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. Sorry for anybody that this is all triggering for. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so, oh yeah, trigger warning. <laughs> yes, exactly. We're talking and joking about cults in this episode. Um, so anyway, let's begin, right? Cool. A cult, according to Merriam-Webster Dictionary, is a religion regarded as unorthodox or spurious. Coquely, Coquially, I can speak today, people typically use cult to refer to any organization with religious zeal toward a person or ideology that has scared or dehumanizing beliefs or practices and doesn't allow inside or outside scrutiny. Dr. Stephen A. Hassan says in Psychology Today piece, Understanding Cults, a group should not be considered a cult merely for its unorthodox beliefs. It is typically a totalitarian headed by a person or group of people with near complete control of followers. Famous cult leaders like Charles Manson and Jim Jones have famously convinced their followers to submit to unthinkable acts like murder and suicide. Based on this, you would wonder why anyone would join a cult, but lots of people do. According to psychologist Steve Elk and Elko. So I'm sorry if I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> furthering our tradition of struggling with names. <laughs> exactly. Uh, gotta, gotta keep the traditions alive. Um, in the CBS News piece, How to Identify a Cult, there are over 10,000 cults in the U.S. alone. Many reasons have been suggested for why people join cults, dissatisfaction with mainstream society, desire for community, meaning, unresolved trauma, and the like. But people continue to be bewildered and frightened by the fact that seemingly normal-seeming people continue to be caught in their webs. So Nathan, you've been fascinated by cults for a long time. 
partly for research purposes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what have you found in your research as to why people join cults? Oh man. And why is it an interesting topic to you? Yeah, this is, it's one of those topics that I have been for whatever reason, um, just studying and interested in and looking into doing deep dives late at night on watching documentaries, yep. playing games, watching movies. For whatever reason, this is a, of high interest to me. And it's what's also interesting is we kind of think of cults as in this bygone era. Sure. Um, you know, maybe 30, 40, 50 years ago. But the really interesting thing is what we see is that cults continue to rise. Yeah. And the most interesting thing about that to me is I think a lot of people thought the invention of the internet, when as soon as we had information, yeah. as soon as we had all these things that taught us and told us what to believe and we had access to things that we, we would stop seeing cults. And all we do is see more and yeah. more cults shooting up all over the place, all around the world continuously. So it turns out that cults aren't something that are out of fashion, right. that, that can be gotten rid of by modernity. There's something that um, continues to thrive, interestingly enough. And, and we see this uh, evidenced over and over again. I, you know, Many of us grew up hearing about the Waco tragedy. Yep. Um, and then recently on Netflix, there was a, I talked about a little bit called Keep Sweet, which is an FLDS. Yes. Um, or The Vow, which was on um, HBO's docuseries. Yes, yeah. yes. And so it's just amazing to me how people still have this both fascination with cults, but what's really interesting yeah. to me is the more I study about psychology is what I'm finding um, so, so fascinating is why do people yeah. even want to join cults because they always end in disaster. Right. I mean, unfailingly, like every single documentary I've watched, every book I've read, yeah. every cult always ends in disaster and, and relatively quickly too. Yeah, yeah. You know, like the longest lifespan I typically see is like, I don't know, 10, 15 years maybe. And then everyone dies or yeah. there's a shootout or, you know, there's just interesting. abuse. And so what's interesting is with all this information and documentaries and books, people still join them. So why, what is it? And so yeah. I guess my, um, I'm just going to jump in here a little bit because we have a lot to cover with the cults. Yeah. Um, but I, I guess to me, and this is a dangerous thing to say, People join cults for the same reason I'm a Christian. Church, cult, cult, church. So we get bored someplace else every Sunday. Does this really change our day-to-day -day lives? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, well, going right in the deep end. Yeah, yeah. So if you haven't turned off the episode, that um, <laughs> it, it's true. And, yeah. and I don't want to lie about that because I believe that people are Christians and, and are religious, uh, be any religion, for the exact same reason people join cults. Because people join cults because they're looking for religion. And what do we know yeah. religion is? It's something that provides a community. It's something that provides you with a grid and, a, and an understanding of the world around yeah. you. It tells you what's right. It tells you what's wrong. It gives you people to be with. It gives you purpose. Yep. Every cult has a strong underlying purpose that yeah. we will do this one day. We are the chosen this. It makes yeah. us feel special. Yeah. Um, so cults really answer all these questions that are deeply ingrained in the human psyche and soul. And in the same way that religion does. Religion offers us all those things too. Community, understanding, purpose. Um, and so that's why I say that people join cults for the same reason they join religions, is because they're answering deeply human felt needs yeah. and desires. Would you rather have beer or complete and utter contentment? What kind of beer? And so that's the first, um, I guess, answer, and I'll let you jump in here. Yeah. But it is interesting. Again, I, I want to point out that people who join cults, just real quickly, we, we think of them as like the crazy fringe people, right. you know, these hippies. And what's interesting is that when you actually look at the members of many, many cults, they are well-to-do, they yeah. are educated, they have jobs, they have yeah. families. These are not 
fringe weirdo, just, yeah. you know, crazy people. These are normal people like you and me, which makes us ask, why do they do it? And could I do it? And my question, my answer thus far is we all actually want to join the cult. I just don't belong. Don't belong. That's no problem. You just need the right group to belong to. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. It's like the whole serial killer thing. We all are secretly serial killers. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, I think there's some jealousy after we watch the first yeah. episode of these cult documentaries. Yeah, that was yeah. fun. Yeah. No, I mean, so like the, the so I think you make an excellent, you an excellent, excellent point about that. I think there's, so I was reading an article recently in the New Yorker, it was um, what makes a cult a cult. And one of the, and they talk about this, but there's people in there that say, look, people don't just join cults. They don't join a cult. They could join a good thing. Yes, and that yes. that and that goes that goes bad, and and everybody you talk to, and there's a what was it? Um, then there's another article. It was from uh, therapist Rachel Bernstein, who uh, specializes in uh, you know uh, cult recovery therapy. It talked about you know that's like people finding meaning, yeah, finding purpose, finding community, finding um, but also uh, finding a meta narrative, yes. like you say, <clears throat> um, a way to make sense of the world, but also um, as the therapist said, self improvement. Oh, uh, uh, tax to self-improvement. But what's interesting, there's in, in the um, uh, What Makes a Cult a Cult uh, article that I thought was really interesting was they answer the question, because it's what because on one hand, it's like, it's like, okay, yeah, people want religion for meaning and purpose. Sure. It's like, but there are a lot of religions to choose from that are not cults. And so it's like, why a cult is sort of a question. What, what's in, in What Makes a Cult a Cult uh, article that I think is really interesting is, found it, is that it's the fact that they are so outside the mainstream of society that is partly mm. so attractive because if you're really disillusioned with mainstream society, Christianity might be too mainstream for you. And it's mm. like, the, it's the fact, because if, if you think that our society has hopelessly got it wrong, then Christianity is, is not as critiques of mainstream society, but it also, it's integrated but it's still integrated. It's still, it's like, but if you, if you really think that it's, it's, you can't, there's nothing about it. That's good. Like there's the children of God, um, cult that was, you know, a very abusive cult, but it basically said, you know, all of capitalism, all of materialism, all the things that society is, is built on is evil and exploitive. And it's like, you know, if you feel that way about your society, that's very attractive. That is so different from this thing you've experienced yeah. and have major qualms with. Yes, exactly. So the fact it is, I want, don't want to have anything. I think that it's completely wrong. So I want to go to the absolute extreme against it is yeah. like so that's one of the things that is that is really interesting about it the other thing is interesting is the whole and i guess this is what, so what, what a direction we can go is you know i what are your theory is about because one of the distinctive things about cults is that it does not allow for internal external scrutiny it's like if you oh. ask it's like if you you can't ask questions when you're in a cult you can't ask questions when you're outside the cult about what it believes. Again, as Christians, we're always taught, you know, we like we're we are obnoxiously put into our heads about the apologetics. You have to go into apologetics. You have to say you have to give a defense to other people about what you believe. And you have to like, you know, and again, even even again, there are places in Christianity where you're not allowed, people don't like you to question stuff. But there's also again lots of places where they say, hey, wrestle with this, ask these questions yeah. and things like that. So there's a mix of those things. There are places in Christianity you can go to ask hard questions. Whereas you know, in a cult, one of the distinguishing factors, as the Psychology Today article talked about, is that, you no, know, you're not allowed to ask questions, whether if you're outside the group or inside the group. And so I think that why would a person be attracted to that mm. 
that is, or is it, do you have a thoughts on that? Yeah, I do. I think it's really, in, I think that's really um, the article and you pointing this out is really gets to one of the hard things of why cults are attractive. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to point out real quick before I jump into that, that, you know, we, we look at these things, um, we look at cults and say, well, that, that's a whole different thing. But if you look at advertising, marketing, sure, if you look yes. at politics, it all, it all uses cult-like language yes. and structure meaning join this group, yes. be a part of this. If you buy this body spray, you are now one of these people. <laughs> yes. But the reason I think that, to answer your question, that people tend towards things where questions aren't asked, where there is no nuance, yeah. where there, I think there's actually a longing in people to just have things figured out for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because to be honest, as someone who does try to investigate my own ideas, and understand things about the world, there is a weariness to doing yes. that, especially today. I found myself in places where I'm tired of thinking about yeah. it, trying to figure out the nuance. I, th- I think I come to a conclusion and more evidence appears and yes. go, well, I don't know, maybe it's this. And I find myself, especially during the pandemic, I found myself in this kind of place, I was tired yeah. uh, of trying to figure these things out. And it it, it sounds nice yes. to have someone come along and say, I figured it out for you. Yes. All you have to do is don't question me, I already did it. I already did the work for you. Just trust me and do whatever I tell you. And people, you know, in our Western American mind, that sounds so crazy. No, of course not. But I think that all of us can kind of relate to this. It would be nice to not have to live with this continual mental agony over what's right, what's wrong. Yeah. It's nice just to have someone say, this is what's right. And I think there's a real value to that. I don't want to say necessarily it's a good thing, no, no. but I think there's a, a long in a lot of people to have someone say this is right, this is wrong, this is what life is. Yeah. And it kind of harkens back to when we were children, right? Yes. We had this implicit um, trust, most of us, uh, hopefully you did, of your parents, that if mom or dad says it, you didn't. You can ask why, but you didn't need to know why. Yeah. You can trust that you know that it's good or bad because you trust them. And so I think a lot of people are, are almost reverting to childlike behavior yeah. when they enter cults. It's nice to have mom or dad tell me exactly what is true about the world. I don't have to worry about it. I will be taken care of. I yeah. will be uh, guided. I'll be protected. I'll be provided for. But I don't have to do the hard work. I can kind of revert to this childlike aspect where things yeah. are figured out for me. Particularly for people who didn't get to go through that stage safely as children. Yes. You know, I mean, again, I mean, again, I'm not saying, again, I'm not trying to say like there's a certain kind of person who goes into cults and not other people, you know, but, you know, they're, if you haven't actually gotten to be in a safe environment as a child where you can say, okay, I'm in a context of safety here, then that is going to be especially even more attractive. Now, you know, when you were saying, there's so much what you're talking about this, that is incredible. I think is really important. Um, the, one of the things, there's a comic strip in, in Peanuts, uh, Charlie Brown comics, that actually says like, um, somebody asked Tribe about what happiness is. And he says, it's sitting in the backseat of the car while your parents are driving. And he says like, because when you are there, you know they're taking care of things yes. and you can be safe and secure. It's just, and when you're adults, you never get to be in the backseat again. Oh, wow. And I think, you know, there's, again, there's a classic Loki line from the Avengers, you were made to be ruled. And there's a, you know, it's interesting because I get the book we've, a book we've talked about before on this show, which is um, A Billion Wicked Thoughts, which is kind of getting, understanding human sexuality through porn searches. One thing to say is that uh, one thing neurology talks about is, there's, in neurology is that there's, there are kind of in our brain that there's there are kind of um they're dominant uh parts of our brain and submissive parts of our brain there are parts of our brain that want to be dominant and be in charge of things and there's parts of our brain that want to be submissive and be like 
follow orders and things like that. And certain people, you know, some have bigger ones than other ones, but we all need, have that need to be able to be like, okay, I'm gonna follow this person who knows better than I do. Yes. And I'm gonna also be in charge of something and lead other people somewhere better. And so a lot of people don't get to access either of those things, particularly in modern society, where, you know, Gilles Levavetsky wrote um, Hypermodern Times, talked about the fact that modern society basically, well, it, it can be summed up by the Bojack Horseman line. It's where it says, you know, um, you're responsible for your own happiness. It says, responsible for my own happiness, I can't even be responsible for my own breakfast. And it's like, we're placed so much, our happiness is on our responsibility. And so then we're actually, it's a relief to say somebody else is in charge and can take care of things. Well, we've talked about stoicism, yes. on the, which is taking ownership of everything in your yeah. life and expecting nothing from the external world or anyone else. And by the way, I think there's a lot of good there. Oh, absolutely. I think one should in, uh, make efforts to control their life, to own their life, to have self-mastery but it is also an exhausting yes. pursuit. And, and well, it, I, say, I, will, I will just add to that. It's like, <laughs> I experienced, well, you talked about, about how being exhausted by this, like I experienced that too. We were just talking about the before the podcast, like to be open-minded all the time. Like, I, I experienced, you know, you people not realize I've experienced, you know, anxiety and depression over having my beliefs challenged if they're really deep core beliefs. It's a very difficult process to go through yeah. to keep having yourself challenged. And I oftentimes like, would love to revert to just like listening to what somebody who's smarter and wiser than me says. And again, there is some utility to this. I mean, again, I've, I've seen like people during the pandemic, you know, who say, do this with scientists who will say like, you know, just listen to what the scientists say, or just listen to what my political person, you know, I'm listening to. Well, says. I was going to point out just off that real quick is that I actually think in the past, maybe 10, 15, 20 years, I've seen more and more, because we talk about cults as if they're this thing off yes, to the side, yeah. right? And I've seen actually more, from what I've studied, more cult-like behavior yes. and groups and tribes forming within mainstream culture, yes. typically around political leaders yep. or thought leaders yep. um, or even just celebrities that we yes. have. And it's a way to say, you think about it, I'll follow you because what these political thoughts, even brands yes. do is they offer you meaning, purpose, yeah. guidance, a, a moral framework and understanding of yourself. Come along, you belong, feel the fizz of Coca-Cola. It's the cola for making you proud. Take another sip and we one up the crowd, feel the fizz of Coca-Cola. And it's really interesting to me to watch this, what was kind of fringe, yes. cults or this thing, or it now has become kind of mainstream. mainstream. Yeah. Well, again, I think that's the argument is made, you know, again, it's like, is it's like, I've heard someone say, it's like, look, just listen to the, this person. Then you don't have to think about it. And it does free you up to do the things that you actually care about and want to in life. And, and there is a lot of look, like logic to it. Again, we are always quoting like psychologists and, you know, experts on this program. Mostly C.S. Lewis. But Mostly C.S. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we, like, we're always quoting experts on this. Like if we're looking into something that we don't know about, we will look at the experts and, you know, they, you know, and to a certain degree, we're saying like, they know better than us. We have to put some topic. trust. We have them. to put some trust in them. And this is some, you know, Alex de Tocqueville in uh, Democracy America. He talked about the fact that there, you have to take some things on faith because there is no way to investigate everything to find yes. out if it's true. And so partly, again, it is a good and necessary thing to say, look, this person knows more than I do. So I'm going to, um, so I'm going to submit to their better judgment. And there's our security and safety to that. The problem becomes, when there's no way to validate or verify the person that you are listening to. Well, yeah, that's what I want to point out too, is that 
you know, there's a temptation to kind of otherize, make fun of, or condescend yeah. to people who join cults. Yeah. And while I'm highly critical of cults as a an idea, I think they're destructive, they ruin lives, they're terrible, they're evil. I want to be careful in criticizing the people that find themselves within their yes. bounds. Because I think actually those people are following, again, like I said earlier, natural human inclinations. Yes. And if you notice, there's one, there's a few, but there's, there's one of the defining factors mm-hmm. of a cult is a charismatic central yes. figure. You will not find a cult that's not led yeah. by someone and that someone is almost exclusively charismatic, intelligent, yeah. and, and has an appearance of care, yeah. of wisdom, and, um, and insight. Now tell me who that sounds like. That sounds, sounds like Jesus. Like, sounds like God. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and what's really interesting to me is that many of these cults, I, I almost want to say all of them, but many of them, yeah. that they actually use, these cult leaders use Jesus as a model. Explicitly model themselves after Jesus. Literally. And, yeah. and many of them will call themselves I mean, sons of God. Yeah. They will call themselves Jesus. Literally, some people, some of these cult leaders call themselves. My Jesus. mom like had somebody like was like the the, the Moonies was like the Reverend Reverend Moon. Like somebody tried to recruit her into that when she was interesting. It's like, and he was like, "Oh yeah, like I'm the the next incarnation of Jesus." Like so, it's like literally. That's so it's they they are what what I find is that people are attracted to this thing. They're actually supposed to be attracted yes. to, yeah. But it's a facade, yeah. And so it, they're being sold a um a, a knockoff product. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah, it's a knockoff brand. Of and, Jesus. And what is interesting to me is. Not that I think what people's answer is will stop wanting these things. Yeah. And yeah. my answer to how you, how you will not find yourself in a cult is don't try to stop wanting what's natural. Yes. I've seen people say, don't want to cult, come follow my ideology yes. and yeah. check out my guy who's even more charismatic. <laughs> yes. And what I find is no, 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 no. Listen to those desires. And like you said, and try to find the person or the thing that can make sense for your life, give you purpose, yes, meaning, yes. protection, all that. Um, but who's actually worthy of that. You can verify that they are worthy of that. And in Joseph in my life, so I won't speak for him, but I will, um, we have found that is only found in the character of Christ. Yes. Ultimately, who we believe well, to be God. I know we're crazy, but that's what yeah. we believe. Is this, you know, again, again, don't join their cult, join our cult. Yeah. But, but here's the thing, and this is one thing I joke, you know, I joke about, you know, the podcast Overthinkers, you know, being the only cult that wants you to think more, not less. But I actually, the, the it's, it's a little bit based on truth because one of the things that I, is that, one of my pitches would be why go why go to God, the God of the Bible, Jesus, over other cults? Is it, it it's not a cult, but here's why is that he said is that God named his people. He basically he created a people out of you know out of the, the world and he said he named his people Israel. And Israel means wrestles with God. Oh. It doesn't mean submits to God, it means wrestles with God. And again, he want he told people, here's my rules, follow them and obey them. He said, you know, Jesus said, follow me unto death. We do have to submit. We do have to submit, but we're not made to. No, but he said, but it does say, he says, my model is I want you to wrestle with and ask the hard questions. Even if you are actually under me, submitting to me, obeying me like a king, I still want you to question and wrestle. And so it's like, again, Mm. join a group that has a meta narrative. Find, it's like, you have to find someone who will let you wrestle with them and not just submit to them. And Jesus is the only one that I've found that when you wrestle with him, he actually still makes sense at the end of it. Well, and as I've quoted this before, my mom's saying is that, and she's talking about the, um, 
the story in the, in scripture and in the Old Testament where where Jacob wrestles with God. Yes, and she said always wrestle with God, which yeah. was an interesting thing to me. You know, as a, as a kid, you know, a Sunday school to submit, be good. Yeah, that didn't sound very much like wrestling. <laughs> yeah. I went, and my mom said wrestle with God, Nathan. It's a good thing to do. Yeah. And her reason for that was when I asked really why she goes because when you wrestle with something you're in contact with it yeah and there's nothing God desires more than for you to be in contact with him it's relational it's good but the the fact that he says taste and see yes he wants you to verify that he's yes good. and that that is a different kind of leader yes you don't find that lead destructive cults yes and so I would say listen that the reason people join cults is because they they're listening to their desire yes for these things and they're just misplacing that desire yes for these things. Um, and, you know, it's easy to dilute and say, well, they, you know, had a troubled childhood, right. they're idiots, they aren't educated, whatever mm -hmm. it is. That's not the case, as yeah. you pointed out. Of course, that can be the case with some people, but really is the case is that we are all predisposed yes. to join cults. So one, I would also- And the thing is, that's, that's a good thing. Yeah, it's a good thing. And I'd also encourage you to say, what cults in my uh, life yes. am I already a part of? Maybe it's not a sex cult or a drug cult or a yeah. rock and roll cult, is there something in my life to whom I'm giving my allegiance and allowing, allowing this thing, this charismatic leader yeah. or movement or whatever it might be to give me purpose, to give me mm -hmm. uh, a grid for the world, to give me protection, whatever it is. And am I, am I placing that power over me yes. in worthy hands? Yes. Well, and it's a, and are they somebody that you can actually, you feel comfortable saying they're wrong about something? Or saying yes. that, like, you know, I disagree with them on something or questioning or whatever things like that. Do you have things in your life that if you that you're giving over your your emotions and your intellect to in a way that's maybe not worthy of it? Well, and there's an interesting thing that has happened in a few of the documentaries that I, I've seen, and I'll, I'll get to these in the blessings and curses. Yeah. Um, but it's people experience something <clears throat> so devastatingly destructive as a result yes, of these yes. cults. And they're you're, they're interviewing these people years, like I mean decades yeah. later, and horrendous awful yeah. life-altering things happened in there yeah and they're interviewing them and they say how do you feel now and they cry and say i miss it every day mm, wow. which is really really wow. interesting they said i had to leave it was awful obviously yeah. i miss it every day yeah because there i was taken care of i yeah. all these things we've talked about i had purpose yeah i had friends i had community and to me the only way to get people not to join cults be it mainstream cults uh, or good. fringe cults is not to say cults are bad yeah. stop joining cults it's to is to offer something in place of that. Yeah. Every addiction counselor, yeah. um, I mean, th this is psychology, this is, this is literature. Yeah, psychology 101, yeah. It says you will not get someone to stop drinking or drugs or sex yeah. or whatever it might be by just saying stop. You have to take whatever you take out and all of a sudden you have a void and put something better or yeah. beautiful in its place. So I guess my thing is why do people join cults? It's because they have a natural inclination for God and a connection yeah. with him. And so my thing isn't just to rip away yeah. cults. I want to put something even better in place of yeah. that can actually fulfill that desire. That's what he says to the woman found at the well. You drink from water and you'll thirst again. I will give you water and you'll never thirst again. I'll fill you. That's the promise. And for those of us who Jesus, do, do and test it. Yes. Yeah. I would say for those of us who do believe in God, how can we in our lives fill those needs for people that are not being filled? Because again, you know, it's not a coincidence that there are so many cults popping up in a society where we're feeling more isolated and alone than ever yeah. before. Well, one quick yes, thing yeah. I want to say also, um, a gentle chastisement to the church is yeah. um, there have been a lot of cults in the past 50 years. And obviously, you know, culture got rid of a lot sure, of these yeah. defining religions and, and because of postmodernism, which we criticize all the time. Yes, we do. But I would say 
as much as I loathe to say, I'm loathe to say this, say this, um, and cults are evil. Don't get me wrong. They're evil. Yeah. But they are doing something right that the church is not always doing right. Yeah. And so I would try to like, because we believe that we have the better leader, the yeah. better fulfillment, what can we do to provide for the needs yeah. of people in ways that the cult is promising? Yes. That we can do and invite people into a better yeah. uh, community group purpose uh, way. Yes. Good. Uh, that's well said. So, uh, cool. Anything else? Or I think we covered it. Um, I think we got, don't join a cult, join our religion. <laughs> exactly. Yes. <laughs> and by the way, we are planning to do um, an episode further down the line as like, what's the difference between a religion and then a cult where we dive you know, deeper into some of these things. Because I'm sure we've all heard the criticism that, well, Christianity just is a cult. And... Well, there's an old joke, which is like, you know, a, a, a religion is a cult plus time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so like, we're going to dive deeper into that at some point, but I hope that you've really enjoyed this. And now on to blessings and curses, where we're going to recommend or not recommend things on uh, the issue of cults. Yes. Okay. So, all right. So you, again, have watched all of the documentary things. Oh, yeah. uh, so you have a lot of blessed things you can bless and curse on this. So you go well, first. First, I'll just do a little, um, <laughs> this is a fun anecdote. I haven't given one of these in a while. Okay, cool. Anecdote. All right, all right. Um, but if you want to see me in a cult, uh, you can go watch <laughs> Oh, yes. <laughs> you can, one of my movies I did back in the day, back in the day, I'm that old, yeah. Hopefully. But a, a, while, a few years back was a was a movie um, by Blumhouse, who's done all the big ones. That yeah. You know. um, but it, it was not big. But I had a few people in it. But it was a it was a movie loosely based off of um, the Jim Jones cult. Um, and I, I played a cult member, and I had a line. Mm -hmm. And you can also see my dead body after he drank the Kool Aid. So if you if that would please you, go watch The Veil on Netflix. Nice. Like, I think they might change the name to Heaven's Veil, but that's a, a fun little anecdote. Um, so yeah, I guess that's my first. I, I wouldn't say bless. I've never <laughs> actually seen the whole thing. I just skipped to my scene. <laughs> but um, as far as a bless, I think. Um, one of the best documentaries in the past few years um, is by the Duplass brothers, who I just, everything they do is, is really excellent. Yeah. Most things they do is just, I, I really think they put a lot of thought. They're very no, it's, interesting. It's very well, almost always very well made. Yeah. And it, it's this documentary, I think it was nominated for an Oscar. I can't remember. It's a series, maybe series can't be or an Emmy or something. Uh, that would be an Emmy, yeah. Yeah. It's called Wild, Wild Country. Yeah. And it's this incredible. It's a true story with tons of um, footage. The way it's done is beautiful. The music, the aesthetic is fantastic. Mm -hmm. So they tell a story they're actually interested to watch in, yeah. uh, you're, to watch. Um, it's called Wild Wild Country about a cult that started. And I think this was, uh, it's been a while since I've seen it, maybe the 80s, maybe the 80s, 90s, but it, it grew. I mean, it was huge when mm -hmm. they had their own compound and millions of dollars in this, you know, tiny little place in the Northwest that they were all hidden. And it, it I don't want to give it the Indian way, but sure. it ended terribly yeah. with violence and guns and this is a documentary I referenced earlier where these people say they miss it every day, even though they're fully aware of the destructive things that happened there and that happened to them. And so it's a great look into a very aesthetically pleasing and well-told story. Look into why do people, even intelligent people, even, yeah. even um, educated and, and, and sane people join cults. And you'll start to have an understanding of the basic human needs when you watch this yeah. and the ways that cults promise that they can provide for these yeah. deep human felt needs. And it's just incredibly interesting, very well done, not for kids. It's yeah. very explicit, obviously, it's about cults and violence yeah. and, and all the terrible things, but definitely take a look if you're interested in this. I think it'll really open your mind to how humans work. So, and then the other one I'd say, this is a uh, dramatized series and it's called Waco. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and it's about the Waco disaster. There's mm-hmm. a, a cult um, that, that had a compound in Waco and it ended in terrible, terrible disaster. Again, I don't want to give away the ending, but I'm sure you've read the papers <laughs> in the past yeah. 20 years. I, I believe that actually happened the year I was born in 89. Wow. Um, but the Waco disaster. Spoilers um, for history. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it was again, if you're looking for something more dramatizing, yes, it's a documentary yes. style, this is a really interesting look, again, into why people join these places yeah. and what the benefit of it is to educate. I mean, there's like a Harvard professor yeah. who joined these things. And it's like, what? That's insane. <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah. And then I'm going to bless a video game because why not? I've done this in a while. Uh, Bioshock, again, not oh, for kids. Mm, nice. Incredibly, incredibly violent, um, but incredibly insightful. Yeah. Um, it is about a man who creates a, a whole other utopia yes. for people to be a part of. And as you go, it, it looks beautiful, looks yeah. amazing, and it looks wonderful on its surface. And then as you traverse, all of a sudden you see the, the dark underbelly of what's going yeah. on. And that that seems to be always true with cults, right? Yeah. It looks so nice from the outside for a second, and then all of a sudden you realize how, how um, awful it is beneath the surface. And it's just a really interesting look into... Um, uh, humans and, and what they sell to people to yeah. get them on board for something, but how it goes bad. Yeah. How people without a God leading them, without a structure, yeah. will always tend towards destruction. It's a really interesting game, aesthetically amazing. Yeah. Um, very fun to play too. Um, I haven't, I, it, it is, but it is very violent and it is difficult yeah. to play. It's not for kids, but it is for, you know, uh, overthinkers. It's for thinking adults, exactly. Yes, yes. and and a lot more adults should do more of thinking about those. Things. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, my curse is an old documentary that kind of uh, thought yeah. it was doing what I love about documentaries, and but my my problem with it is it's called Jesus Camp. Sure, and it's about a Christian, you know, quote cult, and the and this uh, documentary crew follows this very niche, small group of people who have some, you know, some interesting ideas say, <laughs> yeah. about, about Christianity and faith and life. And yes, there's some absolutely extreme things, very unsettling things, yeah. things that ought to be called out. My problem is <clears throat> towards the end of the documentary, they essentially try to say that this cult isn't fringe. Yeah. That this is, this is normal for all of Christendom and Christianity, right. that this cult is pretty much just the same as anything else. Yeah, exactly. They start out in this very sequestered fringe group and they move to mainstream churches yeah. and say, look, it's, it's the, the same, same thing. thing. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's incredibly, incredibly disingenuous. Yeah. And I think that's bad. It is arguing in bad faith. Yeah. And I think that if you need that, if you need to conflate things that aren't remotely alike and make straw men and false yeah. equivalencies, then I feel like all you're saying is your argument's kind of weak. Yeah. And so the, I, I, you know, I love these documentaries. I'm okay with calling out, um, problems with the church, problems with Christianity. Oh, and, oh, and oh, believe me. Yeah. See, our audience but, knows that. <laughs> but fairly. Yeah. And I want you to do it fairly and with good faith and not and so the, i just i'm sorry guys yeah, but th- this was not made with um intellectual honesty yeah so well, jesus camp is my curse yeah because i have a similar curse coming up uh so on, on on that scale so i definitely relate to that um okay so i'm going to bless there's a couple of movies that um i think that are narrative that are fictional i think do a good job of sh- helping people feel and experience like where um why people join cults and the attraction to them one is, I know that we both like this movie, um, Midsummer. 
Oh yeah, <laughs> this, this, this is definitely not one to watch. No, not someone to watch with your kids. No, but it's 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 a. I think it does a good job of showing like a normal people, normal group of people, yes. you know, normal kids who are you know teenage young adults who are going and the. The, where the things about the society that they're actually living in that are lacking the relationships the way relationships are done and the way their relationships with people and they go to a place where relationships matter so much and a meta narrative exists and there's a place for you that you feel like wonderful and valued and even glorious ah. rather than rather than just rather than alone and expendable wow and, and modern society makes you feel alone and expendable and in where and so in, and then also and again when you're going through trauma there are people there with you working through it with you you know it's, there's so there's just so i think if you want to emotionally get sort of the appeal you know watch that movie is a really well, great example it also shows what people are willing to give up or put up with yes if you can offer them these things exactly. i love what you say it makes them so glorious and purposeful you and just watch the final shot like you know what we talked about yes yes um but so, it is a all of my it's, things were tame compared. This is a extremely violent, rough yeah. movie. So yeah. you will not if if you will, if you squirm easy or things stick with yes. you, this will be a disturbing movie. So yeah. maybe don't watch it. Yeah, <laughs> it's a blast, but don't watch it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, on uh, on that similar vein, I'll try to be short with this, but um, the original Wicker Man, not the Nicolas Cage version, but the original <laughs> one, um, nice. uh, um, uh, starring. Oh my gosh, I'm. Um, my brain is working. What's what's the guy um, who's played Saruman? Oh, Christopher Lee. Christopher Lee. Yes, he's in it, and it's in. He plays essentially like a cult leader, and they do the same thing again. Where specifically they kind of call out Christianity because for for not filling that void for people. He says like you know the Christian God abandoned this world essentially, which is why the old gods we are serving the old gods again. And so there's a lot that's that's fascinating about the clash between Christianity, which seems to be dying, and the new age. Um, sort of cults of the 70s because it's really it was made at that time 70s and 80s where these cults were sort of replacing Christianity and secularism was replacing Christianity so it wrestles with all that it also again is an R-rated film we gotta there's no kid-friendly cults <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know what I think there's a market for we get we're gonna make the first kid-friendly cult, cult movie yeah. yes. <laughs> if you want to invest yes. I promise it's a good investment um and um I think I think I'll save this other one for for a uh, different for, episode for a different episode but I'll say for curse I'm going to curse um uh the new uh uh uh, limited series just came out under the banner of heaven. Now I want to be clear. I'm not cursing the book. I haven't read the book. And I think that the, the investigation done into this cult, this, this sort of offshoot of Mormonism cult and the sort of, you know, accountability that they're trying to place to the people there in the town who kind of like, you know, didn't, didn't, didn't note some of the things that are problematic with it. And I'm also not an apologist for Mormonism. I'm a Christian. That's not my, you know, not my camp, you know, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a, on a different team, but um, the thing that I thought was really, they were do, doing a crime procedural that is also kind of a takedown of this, this that's talking about this murder that occurred according to this cult, uh, as a part of this cult, but also they're trying to say is, okay, this cult, again, sort of what you're saying about the documentary Jesus Camp, this cult is the same as Mormonism, and Mormonism is the same as, you know, mainstream Christianity. A lot of conflation. There's a lot of conflation, but not only a lot of conflation, but the arguments they use to take down these things are so surface level and shallow. It, again, it's like, you know, if you've been a Christian past the age of 17, you have answers for these things yes. that they're saying. And so it really is, I like stories about cults. We're talking again, part of the thing, we're trying to understand why do people join cults? And actually the reason people join cults are really good and understandable things. 
I don't like stories that try to stand superiorly yeah. to them and wag their finger. And this was kind of trying to say, look at these awful people who are worse than me. Well, we've talked about this in Hollywood before where you say, uh, well, I left Christianity because yes. it was so abusive and well, sexist and went to Hollywood. Yes. <laughs> well, and there is this thing that happens in there. Again, I, and I have a review of this up on, on Religion Unplugged, which you can check out. But one of the things in there is they, they basically say, like, you know, you sh like, religion is bad because people who've been religion have been violent. And I was like, <laughs> but your heroes are two cops. And it's like, you yes. know, it's like, again, like, again, I, you know, consider myself decently pro-cop and like pro-government and things like that. But like, Governments have killed a lot more people than religions. So, like, that's not a disqualifying factor that some people have been oppressive well, usually in your past. That people are like, uh, groups are bad. You should leave that group and join my group that hates groups. <laughs> yes, exactly. My group that hates groups. So, I think there, there, there. Yes, there's, there's a lack of self awareness in judgmentalism about cults because, again, the instinct for cults is the instinct that exists in all of us, which is the instinct for faith in God. We believe. Yes. So. Um, so yeah, that would be my curse. Um, cool. I think we 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 gave a good. I do have a, I do have an additional curse, but I am <laughs> I, I'm excited to hear it. <laughs> well, it's it's Far Cry. I think four or five. I believe. Oh, yeah. It's a game. And one, I can't curse it too hard because I did play the whole thing and had a lot of fun playing <laughs> it. But I will say it was interesting because they based the lead cult member off of a pastor of a very large megachurch oh, no. here in the city, like literally to the T and oh um, it's just, again, I don't love conflation because yeah. basically they said, if you, if you, by the way, mega churches should be criticized well, for a lot ways, of different things, but, but maybe not because fairly. they're the same as cults. Yes, exactly. So, but <laughs> and that's why I always criticize, like, please criticize my tribe, but criticize it for the right things. Yes. And yeah. And it has some intellectual honesty. Yeah. yeah because I find your criticism doesn't hold much water. It's not yeah. even to be very strong. No, but, yeah. but it's it easily was, dismissible. It was a fun game. No, so, okay, so I'm sorry. Enough. Sort of half curse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, cool. Well, anyway, we hope that you uh, enjoyed this first introductory episode for us on cults. We really enjoyed it. And we've been wanting to do this for a long time. If you have experience, um, you know, about cults, like you, you want to talk to us about, or if you have well, things you want to push back on our thoughts. Stuff we got right, stuff things. we got wrong. Exactly. Please, you know, send us a, a message at theoverthinkersjournal.com or you can talk, you know, get to us on our uh, on our Facebook group, The Overthinkers. Um, any other places uh, people want to engage with you or us? Well, uh, we're raising money right now for a compound. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so send your checks to, I don't know, yeah. me. Uh, <laughs> but if you want to get in touch with um, me, the begrudging charismatic leader of a yeah. up, uprising cult. Uh, you can go to nathanclarkson.me or visit my social media. Just type in Nathan Clarkson on, should be on most things. Yeah, you can find me on all the socials as well as also find my work on Religion Unplugged. And well, thank you very much, everyone. And remember, if it's worth thinking about, it's worth overthinking about. Mm -hmm.